going on, guys? Sorry I haven't blown up in a while. I know it's getting kind of regular for me to say that, but just really busy and all that type of stuff. So, all right, let's get into it, though. I'm, I'm going to talk about tattoos and music and stuff today just because they're it's really prevalent on my mind right now, and I don't know, I feel like talking about it. So I've, I think I've said it before, I have one tattoo, it's like the start of a half sleeve from my shoulder to my elbow and one part of my upper arm. I don't have my inner arm done yet, I'm in the works of trying to set up an appointment to try to get it done, but my tattoo artist is five hours away from me and I don't know why I was like dumb enough to want to pursue that, because it's just a real pain in the ass but it's one thing I always said I wouldn't ever go cheap on tattoos because in my opinion if you're paying for a cheap tattoo you're probably not really getting that good of one so yeah and I don't know I found him on Instagram and he had a good following base and I loved his work because like I love neo-traditional style tattoos and that's what he does and I don't know, his work's just killer, so I sought him out about a year ago, was messaging with him and stuff, talked to him on the phone, and next thing I know, I was making an appointment to go down there a few months later, and like I said, it's about a five-hour drive for me. I live in Pencil- like Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, so he lives in about Philadelphia, or that's where the shop is anyway. So yeah, a good five hours, took a buddy with me. We hauled down there. Tattoo is a five and a half hour session. Then five hour drive back. And luckily we were able to get the tattoo done in one session. Because that's, that's the biggest deal with it. It's like I don't really have the time to be able to come down. Nor the money to just go down. Get part of it done. Pay a little bit. Come home go down a month like I can't do that I just don't have the time for that I wish I did but I don't and that's the biggest reason why I hated like why I hate going with him just because he's so far away other than that I mean I fucking love his work his work is fantastic even you know what he did on me was I love it I've had it for almost a year and you know you see it every day so you just kind of get used to seeing it but I still love it and i really wouldn't change it at all but I just emailed him recently within the past week uh, about setting up another appointment and I understand like tattoo artists are I imagine pretty busy people and everything like that but I'm not saying anything bad on the guy so if by random chance he is listening not saying anything bad on you, man. I'm just, this is just my thought on it. Um, I imagine they're very busy people, but the communication is so hard between myself and my tattoo artist. Like, you'll send him a message, he'll read it, and then he won't reply to you for literally days at a time. And I don't understand why. And that was the entire process of getting my first tattoo was like that. I'd send him a message with like an idea or whatever. 
he was I would literally see that he read the message and then I wouldn't get a reply for like four to five days. And it's like, I don't know, if you had time to read it and you're posting like Instagram stories and pictures and all that type of stuff, how come you didn't reply? You know what I mean? I don't know. I could just be being very selfish and whatnot, but I've always just been frustrated with that aspect. So I emailed him, like I said, a couple days ago, well, about a week ago, just seeing like when he was booking for how far he was backed up and shit like that. So I'll be very honest at this time that I'm recording this, I do not have the money to get another tattoo, but uh, planning in advance, I could just work my ass off and make enough money to get it. So I sent him that email and that was last Wednesday. I think he actually replied like the same night, but he said he was booking for November, which is perfectly fine. Um, but I can't go down there unless it's like on a weekend just because of how my schedules work out. And I ended up replying to him like, I need, if you have a Friday, Saturday or Sunday available, just mark me down for one of them. And let me know what day you mark me down for and I'll be down and all that type of shit. And he literally didn't reply until yesterday. And that was like probably a full week. And I'm just like, I don't know. I just, like I said, I don't understand it. And I'm sorry for rambling. I don't mean to sound like an asshole or anything. I just don't get it. Um, But he... He replied back with, like, he has an opening on the 24th of November at 12 o'clock in the morning, yada, 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 and I emailed him back again, and of course, I haven't heard anything yet, but every time my fucking mailbox goes off with a notification, you know, I get all excited, and I open it, and it's just Netflix fucking asking me if I'm watching Netflix tonight, drives me nuts, because I don't know how to make it so they don't send me emails anymore. But, yeah, that's my, that's my own tattoo experience, personally. This next session, you know, hopefully I do get booked for the 24th and I can just work my ass off until then so I have enough to pay for it. Because, like, I went down for my first tattoo last year and I took, like, honestly, I think I took damn near $1,000 with me. And some of you are probably like, holy fuck. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. And, like I said, tattoos, in my opinion, are not something to go cheap on. And I couldn't imagine his work was necessarily going to be cheap. But he ended up charging 125 bucks an hour, which really isn't that bad. Anybody that's listening to this that has tattoos and stuff, you probably understand that. Because a lot, like, the owner of that shop, I'm pretty sure, is like 250 an hour. Just to put it in perspective, so two fucking hours and you're already out 500 bucks. Most tattoos don't take two hours. It's normally longer than that. Like I said, mine was five and a half and I know that's kind of abnormal. Most people don't do a half sleeve in one session. But like I said, I don't really have an, I don't really have an option. Like I want it now. If I'm going to make the trip down here. I want to get it all knocked out in one session so I don't have to come back in a month, two months, whatever. Like, 
it's too much of a hassle. And I know a lot of you are probably like, well, why don't you just find a shop that's closer to you, whatever. And I've tried, honest to God, I've tried. Like I'm about an hour and a half from Pittsburgh and there's a handful of shops in Pittsburgh, but I hate their styles. Like a lot of them do just like portraits or American traditional or whatever. And I just like, I respect it. But I don't want that on my body. I He was one of the first people, if not the first guy I could find that really was professional, I guess you could say, in neo-traditional style. And just so happened that he was in Pennsylvania. And I was like, fuck it. Um, I'll do whatever I got to do to get down to that guy. But yeah, sat through that session. And then on the way back, my buddy drove my car home. And of course, we got pulled over for speeding and... It was an expensive day to to cap it off on that story. Very expensive. It was funny because we, we were talking about how easy it would be to be a state cop and fill out your tickets because you could just sit on the highway all day and probably do your ticket fill in like a day's worth of time. And literally as soon as we got done saying that, we got pulled over. My car on the turn signal is how you turned on your headlights. And you need to turn it. I think two clicks up to engage your all of your lights, like your tail lights, your whatever, you know. And my buddy didn't know that, so he only had it one click up. So my tail lights were were out, and he's like, "I just want to let you guys know, like, I'm pulling you over for speeding, but your tail lights also out. Do you know that?" And he had actually had us out of the car at that point. Like, it was really weird, and without even thinking, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that's because, and I started walking towards the front of my car, and he was like, whoa, 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 and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, like, all you got to do is flick this thing up, and they'll come on, he's like, oh, okay, well, show me, you know, it was, it was weird, but, so, I'm guessing... If I'm doing a comparison session, the next one I'm going to get, it's not necessarily going to be bigger, I don't think, but it's going to be more full because I don't want you to see any of my skin on my arm. I just want it to be all tattoo. So it's going to take more time in my mind, therefore more expensive and shit. So... Yeah, I'm really hoping we can get it done in one session. I have a feeling deep in me that it's not going to be one session. You know, I emailed him like saying, is there any way we can probably get this done in one session? Like, I don't care how many breaks we got to take or or whatever, you know, that's fine. I just, whenever I walk out of the shop at the end of the day, I want to know that I don't have to come back until I want my next tattoo type of deal. So hopefully it gets back to me with some good news. And it's not a week from now. I would appreciate it if you got back to me like today at some point. But whatever, it is what it is. How do you guys feel about tattoos? Does anybody listening have tattoos? Uh, so what do you have? Who'd you get it from? How'd you enjoy the pain of it? All that type of shit. How do you feel about them as well? Like, I don't know if we're really still in the era where 
tattoos are extremely frowned upon. I think we are, but I don't think it's as bad as it used to be. Because I'll tell you right now, tattoos are something I really, really enjoy. And I've said it from, from the beginning since I got my first one. I'm not compromising my life, my body, my ideas, and all that type of shit for a job or a career. It's like, if you can't look past the fact that I literally have tattoos, then I don't want to work for you anyway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would really kick myself in the ass if I had like a once in a lifetime job opportunity and I end up not getting it because I have tattoos. I'd be pretty upset about it. I'd probably kick myself in the ass for it. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not here, in my opinion. I was not put here to work myself into the ground. And all I care about is money and all that type of shit. I have one opportunity at all this, as far as I know. And I would like to enjoy it the way I want to enjoy it. And if that's getting tattoos and a few other things, cars, whatever, I'm going to fucking do it. So I don't know. I just hate the fact that that's a thing that I understand like face tattoos and stuff, or even as far as neck tattoos. Like I understand that, I guess, but like, if I have two full arm sleeves and say my legs are completely done, you're not going to hire me because of that. Like that's kind of, it's kind of fucked up. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. If you guys actually want to give me feedback at any time or send me a message or let me know your opinions on some shit, I would love to hear about them. I don't do this very often, but my Instagram is lifesnappers, L-I-F-E-S-N-A-P-P-E-R-S, all one word. Uh, same thing with my Twitter. So let me know what you guys are thinking of the podcast. I think this is like the seventh one or something like that. I know I I don't stick to it as well as I'd like to. And for anybody that does actually really enjoy listening to these, thank you so fucking much. And I'm sorry that I don't stick to my schedule as well as I'd like to. I just want to want to clarify, you know, that I'm human. And I will say very humbly that this is the hardest time of my life that I've ever experienced currently. As in, you know, the past few months. I have the best things that I've ever had, but I've also never struggled this hard mentally. So, and I'm not trying to be like that crybaby seeking out attention or pity. I'm not that type of guy. I don't want that. But sometimes, even though I know I don't need to, I feel the, uh, I feel the need to kind of explain myself, especially with something I care about, like this podcast. Trust me, I would like to upload more than one of these a week. I would love to do that. But it's finding time. It's finding time that I'm actually, I feel in a good enough mood to do it. You know, because I feel like if I'm not in a good mood, I shouldn't record these. Because I know I'm like kind of monotone to begin with. But 
if I really don't want to do it, I know you definitely don't want to hear it. Um, so yeah, to you guys that actually listen to these as soon as they come out or, you know, as soon as you see them or whatever, thank you. I do really fucking appreciate it. You're the only reason, one of the only reasons anyway, probably the biggest reason that I keep making them. It's because people, the handful of you enjoy them. So I know I've said it like 20 times. Thank you so fucking much. And if there's any new listeners or non-frequent listeners that are listening right now, uh, we have the podcast on iTunes, on the podcast app. If you would like to get notified when the podcast actually comes out, go on to the podcast app if you have access to it. Subscribe to the podcast. It doesn't cost you anything at all. All it'll do is whenever I upload a new one, it'll put it right in your feed so you don't have to search for it and the new ones are just already there and they just cycle through and whatever. I'd appreciate that so much if you were to do that for me. Um, If you do not have access like Android guys, every podcast goes to SoundCloud before it goes to iTunes. If any of you guys know anything about making a website for free, let me know because I'd like to start doing that because I'm actually running out of time on SoundCloud and I really don't want to upgrade to premium so I have more time. So I think as I'm recording this, I only have like a half hour left of upload time on SoundCloud. So chances are I'm just going to end up going premium. But if any of you guys listening seriously know how to make a website that's very like easier to make, you know, let me know. Please get a hold of me because I really, really fucking appreciate that. I'll even potentially pitch you, pitch some money your way if, uh, you know, if that's what you need me to do. So let me know. Sorry for the rambling. I know it's fucking boring, but it's something I got to do. I want to end this podcast, though, on, uh, on music. A little bit on music, anyway. So, whenever I was growing up, like, up to 10, 12 years old or so, I would say probably it cut off at 12. I, uh, my mom had always raised me on, like, classic type rock like grunge and shit like that. So if any of you guys recognize like Alice in Chains, Black Label Society, you know, Sabbath, Metallica, fucking Nirvana, all that type of shit, I'm sure you recognize at least one of those. That's kind of the shit I was raised on in the music world. And... Oh, and you can't fucking forget ACDC, of course. The legendary. But anyway, that's what I was raised on. So I was always in the rock scene. And I'm sorry if I've talked about this shit before. I actually kind of feel like I have. I just forget about shit. I heard this quote one time. It's like, these guys were talking about their one friend. And they're like, The one guy was like, I don't know, I just think he's a liar. I think he's a compulsive liar. And the other guy was like, well, I don't think he's a liar. I just think he forgets a lot. (laughs) That's kind of me. I have terrible, terrible memory, so. But anyway, grew up on that old rock. Fell out of it really hard. Don't listen. Well, I didn't listen to it for the longest time. 
and then I kind of started finding my own way through music. Um, uh, one of my buddies, we used to have very, very similar music styles, and he kind of paved the road for me. I have two friends in particular that kind of paved the road for me into the music I got into. So I started off with like Of Mice and Men, A Day to Remember, Asking Alexandria, like those types of bands. And then Memphis Mayfire and shit. And then I moved into more heavy type shit like Suicide Silence, Thy Art is Murder, Chelsea Grin. Uh, trying to think of some more. I I tons more, honest to God. Uh, but nowadays, I listen to like I don't really listen to heavy shit as much anymore. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that it's way boring to me compared to how it used to be. Like people have asked me before, they're like, "What what do you like about this shit?" Like I can't I can't even listen to it, and. I understand, like, I used to get anxiety whenever I would listen to heavy shit, like, I don't know what possessed me to want to keep listening to it, I, I have no idea, but, like, everybody always has this misconception, like, kind of touch on tattoos as well, that, like, your tattoos have to have meaning, the music you listen to has to have an impact on you emotionally, and all this type of shit, that's not, I mean, with certain artists, sure, but, like, when I'm listening to fucking Thy Art is Murder, I'm not listening to it because I love hearing them talk about decaying bodies and killing people. Yeah, I get such an emotional uproar from that. It makes me feel so damn good. No, that's I listen to it because it sounds cool. I love the instruments. I love the vocals. And I don't know. It just I, I've always really, really dug that. But I don't know. It got boring to me. Because the main bands that I listen to, like Thigh Art, Fit for a King, Wage War, August Burns Red, I mean, the list, honest to God, goes on and on and on. Like, ask some of my real friends, like, I once I get started on music, it's fucking over. Like, you might as well just, I'm that guy that's sitting around talking about music and one by one, slowly the people start to walk away from me and I don't even realize, you know what I mean? I'm that guy with music. Um, I don't know. They just start, like bring me the horizon was a huge one. I'm sure any of you guys listening to this have probably heard of the band bring me the horizon. I used to listen to them pretty big with their, uh, I want to say it was the Suicide Season album. And then from there on out. And uh, like Semp Eternal and all that type of shit. When they released That's a Spirit. I think that's what it's called. That's when my love for metal and shit like that started kind of going downhill. Because I understand like. For example the vocalist of Thigh Art is Murder. I remember him posting. Uh, a post on Facebook a couple years ago saying how he was leaving the band because he literally couldn't like keep his family and his own lifestyle financially stable and my numbers are probably wrong here but he said in like a year's worth of time or maybe a little bit more time 
he only made eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand. You can't live off of eight thousand dollars in a year. You just can't. So I didn't blame him for leaving the band. He came back after a year or so, luckily, but so I understand, especially metal bands, like they gotta do what they gotta do to make a living. And in my opinion, that is Bring Me the Horizon is a perfect example of that. Like, they were a heavy band, disgustingly heavy. Then they started slowly easing up. Sempaternal was like, okay, a normal listener can listen to this. And then That's a Spirit was literally just like, what the fuck is this? Like, you're not even the same band anymore type of deal. So different, so indie, in my opinion, like indie club type music. Like, I hated it so much. I respect it. I don't enjoy it, though, at all. And I, like I said, bands got to do that. If they want to make a fucking living, they got to do it. So whatever. And that's kind of why I started fading out of metal music. I still love it to death. Like, I still have the handful of bands that I would literally kill for. Like, I collect vinyl. And one of, probably the top two of my favorite vinyls that I have are... Uh, Architects Hollow Crown album, I believe from 2009. Uh, like you can't fucking beat that album. That album is amazing. Talk about grunge, like. And then, um, the Devil Wears Prada Plagues album. Very, 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 very fucking good album. You know, and those like I literally had to, I think, eBay source both of those albums because they're so old that they don't make them in vinyl anymore. Like the Plagues album I paid fucking 40 bucks for. I don't remember how much Hollow Crown was. I don't know if I got that off eBay or not. I honestly don't. I don't remember. But the bands I still love in the metal scene to this day that have never, like, failed to amaze me, um, eh, maybe not amaze, yeah, fuck it, amaze me, Architects is my number one, I started listening to them whenever I got on iTunes in, I think, 2014, and their Lost Together, Lost Forever album wasn't released yet, but they had two songs released off of it. And it was Naysayer and uh, Broken Cross. And ever since then, I've listened to them as, as soon as I can. Like, they drop a single. I hear it the fucking hour that it's uploaded. I've listened to uh, Daybreaker. Love that album. Hollow Crown. The album I just listed a couple seconds ago. All of Our Gods Have Abandoned Us, their newest one that was released like a year or so ago. They just, I, I say it to my one buddy all the time, I don't think they're capable of releasing bad music because they haven't sold out yet. And Lost Together, they released that album and that's where they really popped off or started to pop off. And they found their sound, in my opinion, in that fucking album. Because they have not changed their sound 
since that album and they've only fucking gotten bigger to the point where they are just damn near bring me the horizon big but they're still heavy they're still pissed off and that nobody writes like architects does man like they are one band that i listen to for every aspect of their music their fucking instrumental kills me i love their instrumentals sam's vocals are just fucking horrific as in like scary how good he fucking is he has one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard, but yet his his screaming, if you will, is so pissed and so full of meaning that it's just powerful. Like, I don't know how else to put it. And the meaning that comes out of their songs, you look at them and you're like, how the fuck do you guys write this shit? Like, how how in the world do you fucking write this? It just doesn't make any sense, you know, and... I don't really believe in religion and that type of shit, but God bless Tom Serrell for his passing, I think, two years ago. He was the original writer for Architects, and his brother Dan is still in the band. And uh, the guy wrote fucking ballads. He wrote every song, from my understanding, and it was pure poetry. It doesn't get any better than Architects writing. And, you know, since his passing, they've released two singles. They released Doomsday shortly after his passing. And then they released, um, they released a new song just like a week or so ago. I believe it's called Hereafter. And they, you know, without Tom, have written both of those songs. And they are very, very good songs. Like, unfortunately you know he's gone from the band but they're keeping his legacy going because they're still creating beautiful fucking music and i don't know they're my favorite band if you can't tell i just talked about them for like five minutes straight and i could probably keep talking about them but to cap them off i can't wait for their fucking album it's called holy hell if you are interested in metal at all go fucking listen to architects you will not be disappointed like just hop on that architect's train they're so fucking good dude and i believe that comes out either next month or two months from now and they are one of the only metal bands i still get excited for their new music not very many metal bands do i care about anymore like oh did you hear so and so dropped a new album yeah i heard but i don't care to go fucking listen to it that's how i am with a lot of them anymore so I'm excited for that. Um, they're my number one probably. And then everybody after them is just like kind of in a spot. I don't necessarily have them at like a, a favorite rating. But like I love The Devil Wears Prada, Fit for a King, Wage War, um, Stray from the Path, Knocked Loose. I'm trying to think of more bands. Oh, yes. Okay. I just thought about this. So, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of the Amity Affliction. I started listening to the Amity Affliction when they had just released the Chasing Ghosts album. And I believe, I want to say that was like 2012. I might be a little old on that, but I want to say it was 2012. And 
I that album is great. Um, they're very different in the sense of they're very deep. You know, they're all about promoting suicide awareness and mental health awareness, and they're just all about that type of stuff, which is fucking awesome. But you know, when that's all your entire band, in a sense, revolves around, you start to you. Wow, sorry for that. You kind of start to get worn out on them, or at least I did. So I listen to Chasing Ghosts. I listen to Let the Ocean Take Me. Great album as well. And then I don't even know what the album they released after that was called. I want to say it's like something about Heartbreak. Didn't listen to a single song off of that. I think I might have listened to one. I was just like, fuck that. And then they just released like a couple weeks ago uh, another album called Misery. And I hadn't listened to it yet because I had just kind of given up on them. And my one buddy that I carpool to school with likes Amity Affliction. And he was listening to them. And I didn't recognize any of the songs that were playing. But I knew it was Amity because Jewel and uh, Aaron have such distinct voices. And I don't know. I just know I know them. And I was like, I was vibing out to it, but I wasn't asking any questions about it. And then I realized, like, this is actually really fucking good. I need to find this. So, yesterday, as I'm recording this, literally yesterday, I hopped on their Misery album on Spotify. And, Jesus Christ, from what I've listened to that album so far, God, is it fucking good, man. Like... If any of you listening listen to Amity and you listen to their older shit like I did, if you listen to Misery, you're probably going to be a little upset with it because if you like them for the heavy aspect, I've only listened to like five or six songs off of it, like really in depth, and they're not really that heavy per se, as in like really heavy bass and just chugging of guitars and shit like that. They're really not heavy in that sense, but to me, some of the parts like listen to the song, the gift horse and literally like the last minute of the song when they come in with, there's a message in the bottom of the bottle or something like that. If that part doesn't give you fucking goosebumps, you shouldn't be listening to that type of shit. Like, you're listening to it for all the wrong reasons. I just heard that song yesterday, and that part hit in, and just me talking about it, I'm getting fucking goosebumps. So good, man. So fucking good. Like, mad props to them. It's a fucking banger of an album so far. And they honestly do deserve the popularity that they have gained. They're... They've fucking worked their ass off for the past five years, probably longer than that. So I respect them. I love their meaning, you know, but Misery, this new album, go fucking listen to it for the love of God. Do yourself a favor. It's so damn good. You know, and if you don't like sad shit, don't listen to it. It's not as bad as being as an ocean sad, but I mean, it's. It's definitely got some power behind it. It'll definitely make you feel something. But I don't know. I think that might be it on music. Like, 
you know, I, I like In Hearts Wake, Make Them Suffer. Never really got into Parkway Drive that much, and I know you metalheads, like, just literally jaw-dropped on me, because I know, I know Parkway's impact on the metal scene, they're from Australia, and they're just, they're fucking animals, like, it's not like I've never listened to them before, it's just, I don't know, I, I can't get into them, it's like August Burns Red, like, there's a handful of August Burns Red songs that I like, and they're damn near pioneers for today's metal, and I just can't get into it, like, I don't know, I don't know what it is, I don't know if it's the vocals, I don't know if it's the instruments, I have no idea, I'm trying to think of some more, Let Live was really good when they were still a band, now Jason has like the Fever 333 or whatever it is, I haven't listened to them at all yet, but they look fucking rowdy, and I would like to, uh, like to give them a shot, but Let Live was a band in general that I had to be in a certain mood for, so I don't know how easy I'm going to be able to listen to that if that shit's just like fucking thrashing in your face, but they were fucking awesome. Jason Butler is, he was great. He was fucking great. Uh, Gideon, Gideon's fucking, they're good. Their, their latest album, Cold, amazing album. Very, very good. In my opinion, their best album. Uh, which is weird. Because a lot of heavy bands, the more albums they make, the worse they get. It seems like Gideon, the more they fucking make, the better they get. It's the same way with Architects. Um, same way with The Ghost Inside, in my opinion. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's Returners is the album. I think that's what it's called. That has uh, Between the Lines in it. That album's really fucking good. And then, what came out after that? Get What You Give, maybe? Amazing album. A damn fucking pioneer album for metal. And then, uh, Dear Youth, I think it was called. Something like that. Their newest one. Before they got in the accident. Unfortunately. You know, it's unfortunate that they got in that accident, man. They got in that accident a long time ago, and they still are recovering from it. Like, it's been literal years, and it's super unfortunate. I know someday they're going to start making music again. I'm really excited for when they do, but the fact that they even consider making music again is, like, inspiring, because, like, their drummer lost half of his leg everybody else has undergone several several surgeries lots of lots of recovery time very very sad if you don't know anything about the ghost inside go listen to their shit go buy t-shirts go buy music like go support them they really fucking deserve it i'm trying to think of any more that are like really big for me I don't know, like, I used to listen to, like, Crown the Empire and Secrets and Issues and all that type of shit. I don't listen to any of that anymore. I think all that shit's super, super done now. That's not what's in anymore. I think they appeal to, like, the masses, like, the younger crowd. Alright, sorry if this, uh, 
comes back in a little a little weird and random. I just had to call the the doctors and just a bunch of personal shit. Uh so yeah. No, like Crown the Empire and stuff like that, I don't know if they're big anymore. I know they used to be, but I don't know. I don't desire to listen to that shit anymore. It's just, it's not good to me at all. I don't honestly know why I ever liked it, but I don't know. But yeah, so main points of the music. Go listen to Architect's new shit. Support the ghosts inside. Listen to uh, the Amity Affliction's new album. And if any of you guys listening are like hardcore music buffs, feel free to get a hold of me, man. I love fucking music and all that type of shit. I really love music. It's like my, it's like my number one passion. I just wish I was musically inclined, like playing an instrument or singing or anything like that. I know like that's more of a developed skill or I'd at least like to think so, but I literally just, I suck at it in every aspect that I've ever tried. And suck is an understatement. I'm literally the worst thing you've ever seen. But if I, if I was even slightly inclined in anything involving music, you best believe that's what I'd be doing. Because trust me, being an electrician doesn't sound that great to me as compared to being an an artist or a producer or something like that. But that's for another fucking podcast. And I, I don't know. I guess I'll just kind of end it on like what I listen to nowadays. Like I still listen to Architects, you know, and all the bands I talked about. But I don't listen to them as often. And I get excited whenever I find albums like the new Amity album that I was talking about. Because at my core, metal is my favorite type of music and... It just doesn't impress me as much as it used to, but whenever it fucking does, oh my god. I, I like I just feel so at peace if that makes any sense. I don't know. I don't really listen to anything in general unless I'm in my car, which is every single day, but it depends on why I'm in my car, so whether it be going to school or work or whatever. I'm not in my car very often, therefore I don't listen to music very often. When I do if I'm in my car, I'm normally listening to podcasts. Honestly, I listen to podcasts more than I listen to music anymore. So, but when I do listen to music, I listen to honestly rap. And I never thought I would like rap. Like three, four years ago, you couldn't have paid me money to listen to rap. Like I hated it that much. But I somehow got got turned on to it over the past couple of years. But like... I like weird rap, you know, like my favorite artists in rap are like Suicide Boys, Bones, shit like that. They're pretty much the darker type of guys I listen to. Like I never liked XXX or anything. You know, I didn't like his music at all. I don't like like Trippy Red and shit like that. Like I fucking hate that shit. Those are the guys that make me hate rap. But like Suicide Boys, Bones, ASAP Rocky, ASAP 12E, the whole mob, um, you know, like some old rap like Snoop Dogg and Biggie and uh, Dr. Dre, trying to think of some more, every so often Schoolboy Q, you know, shit like that, that's the rap I listen to, 
And then, like, every so often you'll find me listening to, like, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Bryce Vine. You know, he's good. If you've never heard of Bryce Vine, he's just a feel-good artist. Same with John Bellion. I listen to that shit on occasion. That's that's rare. If you find me listening to that, like, you caught me in a rare mood. But I, I respect it and I like it. Yeah, I think on that note, guys, I think this is the longest podcast so far. I'm sorry if there's, like, a lot of uhs and stutters and dead spaces in this. I'm going to try to edit them out as best I can. But it means I got to go back through and listen to the entire thing. And I just spent 45 minutes recording it. I don't know if I'm going to listen to 45 minutes of my own voice. So bear with me. I hope you enjoyed. I hope this makes you feel a little bit better about your day. If you guys have any comments or anything like that, shoot me a message. And if you've listened this fucking far, thank you so much. And please, if you don't mind, do me a favor. And if you enjoy the podcast, tell a friend. Tell a parent, tell a teacher, tell your fucking internet friends, like, please just tell one person. If you want to help me in any way possible, for some reason you want to help me out of anybody, the best thing you can do is tell one person about my podcast, please. That's all I ask. But yeah, on that, thank you for listening to me. I appreciate it so much. This has been Sky Guys, and I hope you enjoyed. Have a great rest of your day.